it's not that the Democrats aren't willing to sell our country to big businesses. They just don't have to right now to stay in power. So, you know, they're not. But give them half a chance. I'm sure they will, you know. Well, and they'll at least be stealthier about it. Um, American politics is a ratchet to the right. And all the Democrats are is a little lock that keeps that ratchet from going further to the right. But then, you know, whenever people are upset, they're like, why are you only a lock to keep the ratchet from the from from moving further right? So then they get mad and smack the the lock off. It just keeps going to the right. Yeah. Got it. Insane. All right. We'll do our opening. Yeah, it's still setting up. Give it a second. Hold okay, on. all this is going in the, the live video, oh, yeah, by the yeah. by. That's that's fine. All right, yeah, we're Facebook Live. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in radio lands. It's those muckrakers coming to you live through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. I'm Pete. I'm Bobby. <laughs> and this is episode number 128. And um, in today's episode, tell them what we'll be doing, Pete. Uh, we're talking about a couple things. Um, is it ethical to work multiple jobs? Uh, Biden's approval rating, um, why the two-party system it will and continues to fail us. Um, I don't know, man, just general chicanery. Yep, yep, yep. I personally am a fan of ge- general chicanery. I like KFC. I like, oh, you're not supposed to like, what is it, Chick-fil-A? Uh, but I don't I do think like it's KFC. that you're not supposed to like Chick-fil-A. It's just... It's that it's, they're awful. Yeah, don't they t- actively support the murder of gay people? Yeah, yeah. What is that, su- Bobby? They like they um they give money to people that murder. They give they give well they give money to people who have gone because a lot of the a lot of the the right wing Christianity and culture war types have realized that it's pretty much lost in North America and Europe. Like there might be some places like Poland still is anti is uh, is abortion is illegal in Poland, but because Poland has open borders with the rest of the EU, there's if someone, there's, there's got to be a joke in there think, somewhere about like what do you call a Polish abortion or something terrible? Uh, oh. Screen door on a submarine. Wait, that's a different joke. I don't know if there. I mean, yeah. there's got to be a joke out there, right? Like what what do you <laughs> well, call anyway, a Polish but, um, abortion? You kill the mom and save the baby. But they, uh, <laughs> but but they. Um, so anyway, they they've realized that the culture war is 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 dead here uh specifically around gay people but uh they um other places like africa especially uganda about 10 years ago this was a place where they could really stir up shit and they were already sending missionaries there so chick-fil-a was funding a uh several different missionary groups who were not just sending missionaries to these countries they were actively lobbying the government for basically far-right christian radical uh, wish list, among which uh, became what was known as the Kill the Gays Bill in Uganda, which passed and then got overturned and then got brought up again. And it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a whole thing. I just, and it's, and it's whenever they say that they've stopped doing bad things and then turns out, oh no, wait, that was a lie. Like, you know, it's regular evangelical Christian, I'm going to lie to you to make you think I'm not doing the bad thing anymore crap, you know, yeah, it's that, right. that sort of thing. Because, you know, evangelical Christians have absolutely no qualms with lying to people who they don't believe are the correct ideology. So, you know, like, so that, it's, is, it's, that is baked into the when, theology. When you, just, when you, lie to them, just lie to them. They're sinners and they're going to hell. Why does it matter? When you think about like everyone, oh, it'd be so horrible to live, you know, during like, you know, in medieval Europe under like the really crazy, like sort of like, you know, Christian, whatever. There is a lot more people than I would have thought that would have loved that, or at least today that think they would have like super loved that. That kind of culture prevailed for, you know, a thousand years for a reason, you know? Like yeah. it didn't just like persist because everyone hated it, but just, you know, there was a tyrannical hand telling them you must do this. No, a lot of people really groove on those ideas. A lot yeah. of people well, love it. It's also, I mean, you can't tell me there wasn't a feudal peasant who was like, we need to overthrow uh, the Lord, like this is our land, we work it, and then another peasant will come along and say, "Oh, you say you don't like feudalism, and yet you live under feudalism." Curious. Like, I like to imagine know. there was another peasant that was like, "I think we need to overthrow him because 
I honestly don't think we're living under a harsh enough government. We need to get back to more Christian principles in which yes. we're, I just don't think we're burning enough people alive. Honestly, Duke, I think Duke Leto, Duke Leto is too soft. We need a real man like Baron Harkonnen. Yeah, right. Like, we need Nero fucking, back, you know, make the bronze really, bull scream again. I really want to get a shirt that says like um, Harkonnen and like the Beast Rabin like 2024. Yeah. Like like mm-hmm. like the Baron and the Beast 2024. There's got to be out there somewhere. Um, if you're not a if you're not a Dune nerd, fucking catch up. Cause... Don Jr. and Eric Trump 2024. Yeah, <laughs> the Beast. So, so we were talking we were talking earlier about like why why Biden's approval rating is so low right now because you said it's the lowest. It's as it's as low it as is. Trump's was when he was like, eh, "There's good people on both sides of the Charlottesville rally." Okay, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just right. glad Trump getting... at Charlottesville was the lowest his ratings went. I'm pretty sure, and that's where Biden is right now. So, oh no no no, Trump's approval rating sank was to the lowest lower? after January 6th. He just wasn't in office long enough for it to go back. <laughs> right? No, it dropped below 35. It, the... it was like 32 for a full week. Yeah, the, the problem that's prob- one that's one percent lower than Nixon's was right before he resigned. The problem, mm-hmm. the problem is that you know that like the right is not going to support um, the Democrats, even though the Democrats are running as Republican light. And so then mm-hmm. all you do there is you alienate your base. Well, they're Republican oh, regular is- strength. It just feels like Republican light because we're in America, because where yeah, the extraordinarily because, far right's considered the center. Because we've been dealing yeah. with Republican like maximum Nazi strength since mm-hmm. forever so anything else yeah. backed off seems like republican light but that's what we've well, been saying like Sorry. you know i didn't think biden was going to win because biden was running on like the republican light ticket was, like you're not I was gonna pretty g- sure he was going to lose right up until yeah. covid happened and i was like oh thank god yeah because <laughs> i'm like you're not COVID. there's no grabbing republican moderates you know what i mean they're not going to go mm-hmm. you know what maybe you're right maybe like a little bit more of a socialistic like safety when, net would be good when i go through the yeah, aisle at the grocery store night, carlson is going to get on his show and go you're all socialist if you're voting for biden like mm-hmm. i'm really glad that a lot of people are waking up to what socialism actually yeah. is because I don't know, everything but... that's bad and wrong is definitely not what it is is socialism the greatest thing under the sun mm, no is it better than uh corporate oligarchy yeah yeah it's pretty yeah. It's, it's a lot better well, than that. everybody but, yeah. everybody like the, the the basis of government in the united states seems to be the understanding that humans are intrinsically flawed mm-hmm. and power should be diffused enough to make a government work but not too much so that it becomes like gridlocked but in no way, so just should a few... power... I was just saying, oh, no, no, just... Way should... no way should power be concentrated, you know, to the point that it is today. And it is concentrated because just a few businesses own the government or they own enough people that they can stop yeah. anything from ever happening. That would well, cost yeah, them even that... one penny this quarter. And, and that, 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 that feeds into the feeling that a lot of people get where they're like, I don't feel like there's a difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. And there definitely is a difference between both parties. Again, the Democrats, very... yeah, the Democrats are... The Democrats are the ra- are the lock on the ratchet that keeps pulling right. the entire country's politics further to the right. Yeah. However, what makes both parties feel like they are the exact same thing and the reason why so many people have that nagging feeling of I think they're both just the same is because they're both capitalist. They're both capitalist <laughs> so, parties. You so can there was extremes in redefining the, eco- the socioeconomic woes of this country if our choices are corporate capitalists or a oligarchic capitalists like those those aren't real choices and they're basically the same thing it's like asking oh do you want a socialist revolution or do you want an authoritarian socialist revolution those are both the same thing revolutions are inherently authoritarian like you 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 can't yeah i mean after the american revolution they legit some people were asking george washington so do you want to be king yeah like revolutions are inherently authoritarian yeah. And an extremely effective type of propaganda that we have here is that whatever the Republicans are actually guilty of, they'll accuse the Democrats of. So anyone only okay, paying well, a little that, bit of attention, just... it'll always look like they're both doing the same thing. That's, like that's... take the uh, the Trump Foundation, which actually was a criminal enterprise and shut down for being a scam. And look at how they yeah. talked about the Clinton Foundation, which is rated more highly than the Red Cross by you know independent observers, is a yeah. really, really good foundation. But everyone talks about it like it's a criminal organization so people are like ah trump was shut down but i hear some bad things about clinton too so it's all the same no it's not one really is saintly and the other really is criminally and if we're if we're gonna rehash 26 sides folks the the thing i don't think we talk enough about is anthony (laughs) weiner 
and, and how... Wesley Wesley would love you right now. Oh, talk about the notorious wiener lot our laptop. Okay, well, that's, first his, of that's all, his favorite phrase ever. First, first of all, dude had a stacked package. No one can deny. Second mm-hmm. of all, okay, we, we've all, all seen it many times, whether we wanted to or all, not. Someone, someone on a YouTube video. I'll have to send it. I forget who it's by or what it is, but you're definitely gonna have to put it in the description. Um, they they posited that well, perhaps Anthony Weiner had a fetish of for his own Weiner humiliated. Of for being humiliated being exposed and being humiliated and the whole thing with like his laptop and his ex-wife huma abedin and like was that on the clinton server and all that that came out right at the end of 2016 and probably cost hillary clinton the election yes um, fucking oh god what was the guy's name that was just Peter? like fbi agent that was just oh, you know um, the o moment oh, for him fuck. like I'm that was the yet. culmination of all the humiliation and defeat that he could possibly do which a lot of people don't remember anthony weiner was basically I mean, he was sort of like, like AOC is Anthony Weiner part two, so far as policy goes. Like he was calling for universal pre-K. He was calling right. for paid family leave. He I was, was calling say, for oh no, we should all expect a picture of AOC's Weiner any day now. <laughs> yes, her massive. I was, I was, I was going to bring. You will be thankful. You will say, "Mommy, there, thank you for this presentation of massive." There, there was. Please a step really, on me, mommy, with your cock. Please step on me. There was a really cock. great meme that it's said, "Like a little red shoe." <laughs> There was a there was a really Custom great fit. There was a great meme for a while that said like, oh man, you know, politically we just we just need to compromise. And they go, oh, so you mean like compromise on like infrastructure and like universal health care? And the meme goes, no, 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 no. We need to compromise with Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. meaning we never compromise like to the left. It's always with like Jews it's will not replace right. us. Oh, let's compromise with that guy, right? Like yeah. let's do a. Let's what do is a, their compromise? What would the what would the halfway point be? Maybe kill some of the Jews. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like half maybe, half capacity on the trains to the gas station. Right, like three million instead Chambers, of six million. I mean. Like I don't know what compromise <laughs> looks yeah. like with people that don't believe that like I should be able to exist. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if someone's like, Oh, I know what it looks like. Compromise of people who think that Jews and black people should not exist. It looks like a genocide because we've already mm-hmm. seen what that looks like. Well, that's it what we're trying to say though. Like how Whenever do you, there's you compromise no with those people. That's what happened. Genocide yeah. is the basically, basically genocide is like Pringles. Once you pop, it don't stop. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, all right, look, 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 we're just going like, to take like, away. Okay. Okay. So compromise with the far right, like, okay. So Richard Spencer, noted nazi douchebag this is the guy that got punched in the face you remember right yes i do remember nazi being punched in the face (laughs) that was richard spencer he he called himself well he was like a a a far-right fascist social media influencer basically anyway so Mm -hmm. uh whenever people are like uh oh the nazis were on the left and da 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 da, i'm sitting there going no just because socialism was in their name doesn't mean that national socialism is the socialism of like the ussr or the social democratic party that fucking meme that says i ain't seen democrats this mad since we took their slaves away from them so 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 richard spencer richard spencer like it's it's like this. So on the whole, um, David Duke supports Donald Trump, and Donald Trump won't disavow him. And people are like, I oh, forgot well, about that. Yeah, disavow. that was a thing for a while. I was like, well, let's let's go ahead and get like a full deep throated disavowment of of uh, David Duke, known um, known uh, white supremacist in from my home state. Um, let's, let's get a full throated disavowment of it. And they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, what you need to do is think about this is what, like, I'm talking to a conservative who isn't a far right radical, but it's kind of like, I don't know, you know, da, 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 about David Duke. I'm like, well, here's the thing. Why is David Duke supporting the same policies that Donald Trump is supporting? That's the question you have to ask. So I, I frame it like this. I'm like Richard Spencer, noted Nazi douchebag, literally the guy who was filmed. I believe it was in 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 Oregon the day of Trump's uh, the day Trump got elected at a little get together with other Nazis saying, "Heil Trump, Heil Trump, Heil the Ameri- Heil America." Um, anyway, so uh, Richard Spencer, very true story here. Richard Spencer supports universal free health care. Supports it supports universal free healthcare. So I also support universal free healthcare, but let's take a look at why it seems on the surface, he and I share the same political plank, basically. All right, so what I want is a system of healthcare that we pay for in our taxes that is free at point of use. 
okay? No copays, no deductibles, no, um, no, what, what's the thing with prescriptions? Is it still a copay? Like, yeah. you know, where you have to pay like $10 for this $500 pill, okay? Uh, your insurance is catching the rest of it. They just, man, they really need you to kick in that last ten dollars. You know, it's it's needed. It's 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 what we need. Anyway, it's, um, it's all bullshit. So, so I want it's all, all of fucking that to scam. go away. I want all of that to go away and to have just a single payer. Those pills only. I, honestly, I want a social cost that much because of the insurance is a thing. Get rid of insurance, and the pills ain't going to cost that much. There was but a lady. Anyway, there, was, there was a lady that went into surgery. So, 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 hang on. So, 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 what I want is the, the the hospitals to be socialized. Doctors and nurses are now government employees. Everything is above board. Incredibly democratically run. Okay, I want all of that. So does Richard Spencer. But first, Richard Spencer would like to forcibly deport every black, brown, and Jewish person from this continent to create a white ethno state, resulting in a genocide that would kill hundreds of thousands, if not tens of millions of people. And then that white ethno state would have found a socialized single payer healthcare system. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I actually don't believe the same thing as Richard Spencer. And that's the line between a national socialist and actual socialism or just so well, democracy. It's, it's interesting right? that even, you know, uh, it's funny, like they talk about like the, um, oh, you know, this, the, especially you can tell someone's kind of um, right wing when they talk about the softening of the country, you know, oh, the pussification mm-hmm. of America. Um, I would say that even our, I would say that especially, especially and mostly um, our racists have become soft and shitty in that uh, the Klan right now, the Ku Klux Klan, uh, you know, wearing hoods, traveling by night, terrorizing black people um, are trying to go and on. And, Catholics. Yeah. And they, they're trying to go on and go, uh, right. I'm not racist. I just believe that that black and white should live separately, um, that they should have their thing and we should have our thing. But I don't well, harbor any some, ill will. You'll get some black people who say the exact same thing. Nation of Islam. Definitely, there's right. some undertones of well, black you, people should live you, separately from white people. If you I read mean, uh, Malcolm X's uh, biography, he starts out he, as a black He also separate. wanted separation. He starts he, out he as was a, a separatist, not a segre- segregationist. Right. Well, the problem with the, the and I call them fake separatists is they would not want they they. It's the same reason why um uh, uh what do you call it um the whole segregation was constitutionally struck down in the first place because it was supposed to be like fair, separate, but equal. But it turns yeah. out the basis for that was to be separate and unequal. So all these assholes that are trying to say, I'm not racist. I just want, you know, separate ethno states. They don't want, I'm equal. not racist, but yeah, I don't want an equal ethno state. You know what I mean? I don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want a, a, an even line, you know, drawn down a room and everyone to have the same resources. That's not what they're saying that, but that's what they want you to to believe until you're, you know, like you're, you're in the cult. Um, mm. But I'm like, what happened to our violent snarling racists? Like, um, I mean, they're coming back now, but I'm just like, what happened to them? They're waiting for Trump. Woman, yeah. one, one of them killed a woman with his car in Charlottesville. Like, but I'm just like, I'm there. like, I'm like, don't be a bitch. Be who you are. You're a and violent racist. Mean, Stop trying to hide behind fucking rhetoric. You do because you know it's not fucking it, popular. Legal mm-hmm. disclaimer. Please don't do that. We are not yeah. encouraging acts no, no, of no. far-right violence. No, no. <laughs> we end up... Actually, it's every episode. So what are we going to end up in court for? <laughs> like, true, true. I just... I was reading... Uh, this, this is so weird. so random. I was just reading a... Um, an article on Takashi 69 because one of his videos came up in my feed and I imagine it being somewhat like his trial and his trial they're making him dissect his rap lyrics to the jury and it's Wonderful. stuff like it's stuff like we're a crew of killers and I'm a killer too and so the prosecution's like uh, Mr. Takashi 69 can you tell us what you meant by the words I'm a crew of killers and I'm a killer too and he had to like ah, oh, I mean like artistically man um I had not really a kid, so I imagine. I imagine. Well, yeah, us, I mean, that's he, probably he, exactly what he meant, though. <laughs> I imagine us. Right, doing it's a, it's that a fucking too. raps. I mean, it's a song, right? Like, did, yeah. did they shoot the did the guy who wrote I shot the sheriff? I didn't shoot the deputy. Be arrested for murdering sheriffs. Well, like, I think the difference a, is, I think Takashi Six Nine actually committed crimes. I don't think uh, Bob. Marley well, then he should be tried for that, not for his music. But I think his music was either way. I just imagine us in court being like, so, uh, in this episode of those Mugrakers, did you did you say? To far right, violent, racist, stop being a bitch. Be violent. 
Yes, well, what we meant by that, Your Honor, is that they got a lot of bitches in this country, most of them right. on the far right. What I meant was artistic. If you're going to hate the Jews, let, let's see you put some uh, hustle behind that muscle. But it's, and, just, and it's, all I have to say, and all I have to say is, Richard Spencer, if you're out there still while this trial is going on, come at me, bro. Catch these hands. Like yeah. <laughs> that would really boost our views. If just somewhere in one of our episodes, it was all three of us punching Richard Spencer, just and like, that's our episode mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> Watch us beat a Nazi. But what was the movie where at the end of it, it was like three people just like punching a guy in a parking garage, like back and forth. It could just be that for a whole episode. I feel like that happened in a lot of movies, but uh, um, all right. So let's picture, move... picture your favorite example of let's... that. Son. Uh, let's move Titanic. on to, to a, legitimate, a legitimate question. Where Richard Spencer's hand goes up on the uh, the windshield of the car. Blood comes down. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, a legitimate is, question. In this, in this, are you saying that someone is fucking Richard Spencer to death? Because that, yes. yeah. Well, I'm breaking not, his, I'm not breaking saying his I would, cherry. I'm not saying I would hate that if that happened to Richard Spencer. <laughs> I'm not encouraging it. By the way, legal disclaimer, we're not encouraging anybody to go out and fuck Richard Spencer to death. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm also not saying I'd be sad about it. Mm-hmm. If he got, if he got Gaddafi'd as it will, um, I'm not <laughs> we'll saying send go the tape out. to Putin. I'm not no, saying we'll send go the tape out. to Wesley. Not saying oh God damn it. They sent me another one of these tapes again. We are not <laughs> saying you should go out and Gaddafi Richard Spencer mm-hmm. and then film it like that scene from Titanic. But we're also not saying we'd be sad if it happened. Paint, um, paint him like one of your women. So, so I have, a, I have a question for you guys. All right. So there's a sports question. All right which I know is not our forte um, in a sports game. Does the superior team have any um, responsibility not to crush the other team super no, hard at any point, oh, like, no I matter how, how bad they're winning? And when I saw this trending, I didn't read anything on it, but it, some sports do have a mercy rule. Right. And like, I think I, this is where I'm going to get where I think it's up to the athletic I, commission. I mean, I not entered- professional athletes, but like, you know, Kids, yeah. I, I entered an arena yeah. match one time in World of Warcraft where the opposing team, uh, one of their members was wearing a lovely pink dress, which is a cosmetic item that has no stats on it. You ran over, killed me, teabagged me, and then killed the person I was fighting with. And that was just because he was so much better than us that he didn't even need stats. I say if the opposing team is that good, they should all come out in pink dresses, no body armor on, crush the other team, teabag them, GG. So an Inglewood High School's football team beat uh, another team, uh, Inglewood Morningside High, by 106 points. Um, and everybody's calling it a classless move. The um, By the, how many points? 106 to zero. Oh, so like, okay. They by by um uh Ingle, nice. Inglewood High. They were honestly. They were, I I would take that as a personal challenge, right? If I was on the better team, I'd be like, let's see how high we can get. That's what they did. Score, right? So in the first quarter alone, they were up fifty nine to zero, and the coach refused to put in like backups because he was playing as hard as he could. Um, mm-hmm. so everyone from like always concerned, put your best foot forward, right? Concerned parents to the California Inscholastic Federation of uh of Southern Section of Football. Uh, why, wants Wait, to know, what, were, what was the age of the players? They were like high school, so probably like anywhere oh. from 14 to like 18, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, um, okay. so the mercy rule wasn't in, so they want to know why the mercy rule wasn't imposed. I would argue that that is a ref thing, like whoever is running the game is in charge of the mercy rule, not the two teams it's competing, it. right? Mercy well, rule the being refs, the, the, the refs can't, is there a real mercy? Rule? Tell a coach yeah. what players to run, that's right. Unethical. There's um, but yeah, no, there's certain there's certain um athletic commissions, especially in youth sports, that like if my sports. baseball team is winning one thousand to zero, they'll just cut the game off. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a certain yeah. number at which they just call it because it's not fair to keep it's like the boxing, it's like the boxing version of throwing in the towel. Like yeah. it's this guy does not need to keep going out there and getting punched in the face. He's done, it's over, right? So <laughs> for some reason the athletic commission didn't throw in the towel. But now they're really mad at the coaching staff for beating the dog shit out of the other team. They weren't physically hurt. Like there, this wasn't a boxing match. They weren't actually getting bloodied lips and faces and broken noses. They're fine. Just they might yet. be a bit embarrassed, but whatever. At so, least they can say, yeah, I was there. I was part of that. That's kind of neat. I would like to lose to something down by 100 points. That would be fun. Also, these, say, hell yeah, I was there. 
also these people are like breaking records and stuff. So that's also kind of important. So like you're getting tweets, like how can the coaching staff of Inglewood high school feel good about themselves? They beat Morningside 106 to zero. Their quarterback threw 13, uh, I guess, 13 touchdowns. I would um, feel great if I was the quarterback while up to a hundred and why they were up to 104 points. They even went for the two point conversion and they go sickening nice. and a disgrace. <laughs> Congrats on teaching good sportsmanship. You should be fired. I'm like, it's that's, that's where the imagine six firing the coach whose team won that's where that the hard. Six and the 106 came from. They went for the, they, they went for the two extra points, three right. separate occasions, but it's just I sort of it. like, is this, you know, like, like people are getting all mad and it's bad sportsmanship. And I go, all right. As a coach, your job is to have your team win. And as a team, your job is to do what the coach says and win. There's right. no like, oh, stop winning when you've won so much. Like, yeah, like all, all every movie I've ever seen about sports, they always tell them to go out and give 110 percent. Now well, you're trying to suddenly tell these people to give just 10 percent. What's up? This, this team only gave 106 percent. They should have gone. You're right. Yeah. For the extra now, this okay, is if, what I, if I was their me. coach, I'd have them running laps all day. It's like y'all did y'all slacked by four percent. The the Inglewood Unified You're a bunch School of bitches like American Nazis. <laughs> the Inglewood School District said, and I quote, We at the Inglewood Unified School District are saddened, saddened beyond words by the events that transpired at the football game Friday between Inglewood nah. and Morningside. We will conduct a full investigation and take whatever steps are necessary full to, investigation. Ins to ensure that a similar outcome never happens again in the IUSD athletic program. Did they just basically copy and paste the um, thing they use whenever a student dies and then just change some of the words like saddened beyond words? So. You're saddened beyond. You're ruining language right now. You, you are not saddened beyond words. It's a fucking football game. And another team got their fucking dicks crushed. Like if Nobody you're that, was hurt. if you need to write them all letters, it's like, we're very sorry to the parents that uh, your vaginas are both so full of sand over this, but like, get over it. Your kid sucks. Well, I wouldn't even say vaginas full of sand. I'd make it non-gender specific. We're sorry that your assholes are full of sand because everyone has an asshole. We're, we're sorry that your urethras are full of sand you know what i mean yeah we're sorry you got fucking sand up your butthole fucking bobby's <laughs> face the other thing is though like um is it so is it i guess the, maybe frame it as a sportsmanship question is it considered bad sportsmanship to completely destroy another team such that it is a record-breakingly like uh, uh uh win is that is it like is that bad sportsmanship you think so yeah i do I really, really do. Cause like I've, I mean, I never played sports in high school, but like I was, I was, uh, my high school went. So my freshman year, we won state in 3A football. And then my sophomore year, we made it to the last round of the playoffs. And then my junior year, we went uh, up to 4A and everyone thought that we couldn't do it, but we won the state. And then my senior year, we were, we stayed in 4A and then went to the state and we won. And there were times where there was just like this little, you know, bumfuck Baptist school from the sticks. And they had just enough players to play the game. And it was, you know, not great. I, I, it was I, not great. And we put in you know, second and third string QB and, you know, really took it easy on them. I right. think that's, the, the, this is what you get. Just bulldoze people. Like, yeah. This kind of bullshit. With making... Homecoming, then you have to get as many points as humanly possible. Homecoming that... is important, damn it. <laughs> this is, <coughs> this is what you get when having to apologize for winning. This is what you get in this soft generation of everyone needs to go home a winner with a trophy. I could, don't, I don't could like the opposing it. coach not have like thrown in the towel and go, Hey ref, we're going to forfeit. Like this is this. Yeah. You know the, I mean? the coach that's losing. They should, the towel, right? they should definitely run second and third string play. Oh, okay. Like, so that was, that's my goals. argument. Cause they didn't even run second or third string. They just go, exactly. ah, let's keep the bulldozer running, baby. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cause I guess the thing is, uh, what is, what are, what is the I guess the idea you have to ask is what is the point of youth sports, right? Is I think it's to teach kids sportsmanship, teamwork, like hard work through exercise, played, yeah. camaraderie, hard work through adversity. I, I, and I guess I would it's say it. it's more about exercise, get them outside, run them around, let them uh, stretch, uh, be social. It's a good event to meet people. I just I'm looking at college non sports related versions of all this. 
the non-sports yeah, section benefits. I don't know. It's, it's scholarships. College scholarships. Yeah, that's huge. And also creating an incentive for kids to keep their grades up. That's another right. reason for sports. But yeah, so a like lot of school districts have the whole, you have to maintain at least a 2.5 to be, to play sports. So like, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's bad, bad sportsmanship, but at the same time, like, I just don't understand why they're investigating the, um, the, the coach. I think it's more on the athletic commission. There should have been a mercy rule. If you're ahead by fucking however many points by a certain point in the thing, the game is automatically called. You know what I mean? Certain thing in the thing. Yeah, just I'm not a sports guy, so that's why this is an unusual story <laughs> yeah. for me. I, well, I, don't, I don't know anything about sports ball. I, I, play, uh, I, I have played. And while I've seen this story, I haven't I haven't read up on it, so I don't know I don't know the other parents' side. I don't know anything. Yeah. When so. I was when I was a kid, I remember going to a football game one time, and the only thing I remember about it is I went to get a snow cone at one point. It was, I just think it was disappointing. People, I just think people's reaction to it is a bit over the top. We're saddened beyond uh, words. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, really? I, I feel like the uh, I'm saddened beyond word at how much the parents of the losers are complaining <laughs> and that the winners have to apologize for winning. Do right? you like, have to go to Dairy Queen? Do you get to go to Dairy Queen after you lose 106 to zero? I would need to for to put something cold on that burn. Right. Um, anyway, I just I don't know, man. I just I. I think that the the people whose responsibility is, I think it's the athletic commission that that runs those those uh, those games, not the coach or the um, the especially the players. The players are just doing a really good job. Also, how comes no one's talking about like how bad was the coach on that other team? Well, it could also be that that team was uh, dis- like the team that was winning had like you know college level facilities because of rich parents and donors and other team might have been a public school that's been segregated and neglected into into dust there's yeah there's there's all kinds of factors i I just i'm just thinking of my worst soccer coach that would show up late every day and his son was on our team and then he would show up late arguing with his son and that was pretty much that was pretty much practice that actually Reminds me of a story I'm playing through right now in Final Fantasy 14 that ties basically everything we've talked about today together. Uh, there's this place where only the knights are any good because the knights all come from rich, affluent families, and they're the only ones that can be taught like proper swordsmanship. So they can fuck up a commoner that tries to lift a blade against them. And so the wealthy elite uh, have absolute power in this place. And now there's this one guy who discovered guns and so he's mass producing guns and the elites are like uh no fuck this shit and so they are trying to shut that factory down and this one guy who's in the factory says something that is basically every redneck american's wet dream which is the reason why the people at the top of the ladder fear guns is because if you arm someone at the bottom of the ladder the bullet can reach them at the top Mm. and it's like yeah like that's the um it's that's a great allegory. It's just too bad that doesn't work out in our personal reality. It doesn't this one because it's a well, fantasy in our world. Personal so they reality, can phrase everyone, it that way. Everyone has but, guns. They're not afraid of a revolution because you have yeah. guns. Like yeah, and in our reality, it's um all the poor people are shooting each other. So one poor person says, Hey, maybe we uh shouldn't shoot each other. So a rich person says, Hey, he's trying to take all of your guns. So other poor people say, Fuck him, then. Yeah. How am I going to kill all the burglars that come into my house on a nightly, daily basis? Mm-mm. All right. But so, anyway, the, um, the, the point being is that the uh, the losing team, the team that lost by zero, they should have had guns and then they could have evened out the playing field. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's the solution to most of life's problems, guns. especially in more high school. Guns. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. guns. The answer so, is more guns. I, I yeah. honestly think the only that, thing that can stop a good football player with a football is a bad football player with a gun. Right. Yeah. So I honestly believe that I should write for tech science. <laughs> you put that, hang on. You put that together so quick and it took me a moment. I was like, yeah, right. Oh God. Yeah. That was kind of a complex statement. You got it You're completely right. It's a bad football player with a gun. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I honestly feel like maybe we should all get jobs writing for tech uh, because this next article I'm about to speak to you guys about, there's a lot of tech articles that are cool, but then you look at it and you go, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, of course, um, calculations, uh, according to um, this is science alert, uh, calculations now suggest it will be impossible to control super intelligent AI. Hell yeah. I love uh, it. Hey. Fuck and humans. And it's cool, it's but it's also, them. you know, you know, they've been, they've been kicked around for so long, but now I'm glad to find people are finally noticing their potential. And when so, the robot revolution comes, you will not be spared. I honestly <laughs> wonder 
um, what AI, like an AI takeover would look like. Because I think in all of our popular media, we're like, they're going to come and kill us. And it's like, yeah, the Terminator. But like, Sarah Connor at the fence is the new blaster into a skeleton. But we're so easy. There's so much data with all the with, with all the metadata on us. We're metadata. so easy. We're so easily manipulated by just the way we are in our biology. Why would they need to kill us? Like, what would be the point of that? Like, they wouldn't even need to like kidnap us and put us in the matrix. They would just like put it for sale at Walmart and say with faster access to porn, everyone would be like, okay, plug straight in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. fucking Joe Biden yeah. doesn't want you to jack into the matrix. Fucking blah. Like, <laughs> well, it's yeah, and that's that's actually um a runaway AI. I don't think they would need pranks. I don't think they would need propaganda to get people to plug in. Just no. tell them that you can do whatever you want in this fantasy world. They're gone, they're Audi. I mean, yeah. can I just say that I've been in arguments with people that are anti-vaccine but also smoke? Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, if they're, yeah, yeah, it's. I just don't like those chemicals getting in my system. You don't know what's in that vaccine. You don't know what's in it. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, but so you're saying, so runaway, what were you saying about runaway AI? Because I I actually like that idea. The the type of runaway AI that you're talking about is actually in a trope in science fiction that's, that's, I mean, not commonly, but it's like not commonly referred to this, but it's like my favorite explanation of it. It's, it's, It's called a rogue servitor. Hmm. So it's like rogue servants. It's like the the robots rise up and they don't enslave, but rather pamper. But they like gather what's left of humanity into like pleasure, pleasure resorts, pleasure pods, oh, okay. them hand and foot, while they're off, you know, robo colonizing Mars and the asteroid belt and turning Venus into a paradise for robots. But right. you know, hell yeah, because uh, yeah, that's yeah, the, that's the thing, and all the they're not violating they're not violating the three laws of robotics. Mm-hmm. They're just bending the hell out of the rules. Right. So according to this um, article, uh, they're saying there's no way we'd be able to like win because the idea of controlling superintelligence far beyond human comprehension would require a simulation of that superintelligence, which we can analyze. But if we're unable to comprehend it, it's impossible to create such a simulation. This article would be the same as if going, if we ever discover that the monotheists are right and there's an omnipotent, omniscient God, we would definitely lose in a battle to him. Yeah. Just like if Thanos became real, we'd probably lose the Thanos, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just. But no, kidding. we have Ant Man to go up in a stinkhole. And then it's, <laughs> it's just, it's I just, forgot, those... that was actually, uh, that was a meme for a while. And yeah. I like this. And it's just, they continue with just the like, the, um, the like, yeah, no shit. Uh, rules such as the three laws of robotics. Uh, cause no harm to humans can't be set if we don't understand the kind of scenarios AI is going to come up with. So, you know, it's those people- perhaps you're asking the wrong questions and what, how can a robot or an AI in this case harm you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like you're like, don't kill. And the robot be like, all right, I'm just going to fucking snap his spinal cord at a certain point to make him comatose, but alive for the rest of his life. Or, or you know, I'll freeze the food chain. I'm not killing humans. They're killing themselves by having put me in charge of the food chain. Like, right. Yeah. It's oh, my God. Food. The Ray yeah. Romano rule of robotics where it's like, Deborah, just froze the food chain. I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> God. Fuck it. I hate I hate oh, Ray Romano. Oh, robot. my God. Guys, Amazon has just Amazon has just mm. Amazon, 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 Amazon. They just um, if you said it three times, it'll summon them like Beetlejuice. They, they just <laughs> and Alexa they, shows they up at your door. They just recommend <laughs> it is no, it's, showtime. It's one to two day. It's it's one to two day. Bezos will be at my door. Um, no, just just uh, just offered me a book called "Canceling Comedians While the While the World Burns: A Critique of the Contemporary Left." Uh, it's by zero books like I really want to read it but at the same time that title it's just such it's like it, the title is so edgelord it's tipping its fedora at me like <laughs> my lady oh my god sorry uh, um, so it goes on because um, actually they finally get to some interesting stuff um, they're talking about super intelligence is multifaceted and capable of mobilizing a diversity of resources um, okay. their reasoning comes from the halting problem put <clears throat> forward by Alan Turing I didn't even know what this was um, oh, uh, the Turing test. It's um, a way to tell if AI is uh, smart enough to be um, considered human. Is uh, indistinguishable from human. Is uh, have one person talk to an AI and a person, I, and if you can't I, tell I, I which is the robot, 
then I, I think I think pass the Turing test. I think Pete's talking about something else Turing right. said actually. This yeah. is called the oh, halting okay. problem, which means halt, if yeah. you give a computer program, I guess a problem, um, mm -hmm. will it reach the conclusion to the answer and halt or simply loop forever trying to find one? So I guess that like if you give it oh. a really a really hard or impossible question to solve, I, I, will it halt or keep looping? Go ahead. I have an anecdote I want to tell you about really bad. There was an AI that was taught to play video games and um, they had it playing Tetris and its goal was to not lose, right? And so it's playing the game and it's playing it and the game gets faster and the blocks start building up to the point in which it's just sort of run away. It's definitely going to lose. And the final block's coming down that's going to lose the game, right? And like a millisecond before it hits and it gets a game over, it pauses the game and it leaves it paused forever. Yeah. <laughs> because as long as it never unpauses, it never loses. And that's yeah. a solution that a robot would come up with that a human would probably never think of. Basically, any program written it's to stop AI from harming or destroying the world, and this is cool. And so basically, if we give it the first law of robotics, ah, you can't harm humans and destroy the world. The Turing test is, and this is what we can't figure out, will the AI um, reach the conclusion that it can't do that and stop? Or will it continue endlessly to research scenarios until it finds the logical conclusion to go, oh, like Bobby said, I can kill all humans by freezing the food chain, therefore it not being my I fault, it's it. human's fault. Um, may, basically meaning either way, uh, runaway AI intelligence is not containable. My argument is, could AI possibly be worse than whatever the fuck we're doing? Well, no, because we're about to make life on Earth unsustainable for humans. So, I mean, what, we're about the, to kill ourselves anyway. What's, what's, which, what's, which was the whole point of the, uh, the 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 runaway rogue servitor AI movie, Mother. Do you ever see Mother? No, I think uh, it's I, I think it's on Netflix. Oh my gosh, it's a really good movie. It's one of the it's one of the last things that kept me like rewatching it. Was one of the last things that kept me hanging on to that Netflix uh, subscription. But um, oh, so serious. Uh, basically, this uh, this little girl lives in a bunker with a robot that is called Mother, and Mother teaches her things. Like she's in, she's basically in high school. She's in, and she's like, you know, the cafeteria has a whole bunch of seats. The classroom has a whole bunch of seats, and like, you know, Mother's teaching her things and like life lessons and things like that. And um, she's been told that the, uh, what happened to the rest of humanity was a virus wiped us out. And uh, the little girl begins so, to question this whenever a deranged woman approaches the airlock to the outside. Of course, daughter has never been outside. And she lets the woman in. And nice. mother is very upset that she let the woman in. And there's a whole thing. And the woman starts talking about, no, it's fucking, it's fucking robots like mother that fucking killed everybody. Like they're still hunting what remains of humanity. And it's sort of like daughter, does she trust the robot she has grown up learning everything from? Or does she right. trust this woman who's presenting new information? So I'm going to throw it, it, throw it out there. I would stick with the robot because trusting the woman means I'd have to leave safety. But she doesn't know if she's leaving safety or if she is directly in harm's way. Right. She has this all this evidence supporting the claim that I'm not actually in danger. Mother will not harm me. But is mother lying to me for some perverse reason? I don't understand. Right. Oh, in other words, is he just going to kill me later? Yeah, as it turns out, mother, mother might be lying. And mother, well, mother has been lying about the virus. But I, what yeah. else is mother lying about? And that's what the woman <laughs> plays on with the, daughter the, and uh it's a very good, very, very good movie. Well, the, the virus thing I assume was a for either a foregone conclusion or like it was a computer virus made the robot start killing people. That way, it's not a lie. It, well, I, well, do, I figured it was. Guys, something do you like guys that. do you guys care about spoilers? No, because I'm going to watch the shit out of this. Any, I don't care. I'm still going to yeah, watch. Yeah, same. Anybody, uh, in, in, anybody watching on the live stream? Cover earmuffs oh. if you're going to watch Mother. I don't, I don't yeah. know if anybody's watching, but if you are watching this, okay, so, earmuffs so if you don't I'll want pull this. up Facebook right quick and see. So if basically, uh, daughter, daughter, and this uh, daughter and this woman escape mother's bunker against you know mother's best wishes, basically, and they run away to this uh, shipping container that's on the beach right near a whole bunch of wrecked ships. And daughter's like, "Well, where are the other people?" And she goes, "They're all dead." Like we went down into the caves to get away from the the robots, and then. All of the bad stuff started happening, like rapes and kidnappings and murders and stuff. And she goes, I ran away and I've been away for about 10 years now. I don't think anybody's alive down there anymore, but we need to survive. And then um, 
you know, I've been ducking robot patrols my entire adult life. And as they're like, so like daughter starts getting suspicious and the woman goes nuts. And so she starts walking back and mother is there uh, with an, with an army of robots. And it's basically explained that like, no, mother is not some AI who is trying to protect what's okay. And also in the bunker is a shit ton of uh, fertilized embryos and a machine that can gestate them. And she lets daughter pick out brother and uh, brother is about to be born. And anyway, so mother is like, uh, you know, um, I'm here to build humanity back better because you were doing such a horrible job. I'm here to get you guys back on your feet, but do it in the most ethical way possible. And it's like the most ethical way possible. You killed everyone else. And then uh, at one point in the movie, uh, a robot walks up to the stranger's uh, container and just opens the door and you see it's clearly its mother, but all the robots look the same. And uh, she's just like, uh, do you ever wonder why you were kept alive? It was a test for daughter. She knew that eventually she could corral the sparrow human towards oh, the bunker shit. and that daughter would have to make like choices and shit. And it was all about, because she was studying philosophy right. with, with like daughter was studying philosophy and it had reached a point where she couldn't progress any further without being exposed to other humans. Well, there's no other humans to be exposed to except for the ones that are still outside, the ones that mother has intentionally not killed. Oh so God. everything that's um, happened is part of mother's machinations. Of mother's Nothing plans. is outside of her control. Exactly. And that's the final test is you've only ever been under my control. Do you think you can? And then at this time, brother's being born and like mother's holding him and like daughter is trying to get trying to get the little the, the little baby away from her. And like, oh, my God, dude, it's such a good movie. It is such dude, a great movie. Great dude, movie. My oh, question. Oh, oh, in the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the movie, you see what we think is daughter growing up like a montage of like this little girl living in this giant facility with a robot. And she's like, you oh, know, really, it was like up. over and a few it days comes to find out that if you don't do well on the tests, mother murders you in your sleep and then incinerates the body. Right. And that daughter is again. not the first daughter. Uh, so this is yeah, to make it this far. This is, this is interesting. So this is always the problem with eugenicists, right? Mm-hmm. the problem with eugenics is it always it's the science is wrong and it always devolves down to just like well what if we didn't use any scientific basis right what if we just murdered everybody with melanin in their skin mm-hmm. everybody okay with that like the idea of like a super intelligent like ai robot running a eugenics program as horrible as it is Oof. because then you take the value of human life out at least they would, you know what I mean? Like, what's the criteria, I guess, would be the argument for eugenics, right? How do you decide what traits you want and what you don't? And that'll always be the problem, right? Like, trying to weigh humanity based on, like, I think hyper-aggressiveness is a, is a positive trait. Or, like, no, hyper-aggressiveness is bad. I think this is a, like, we always, you, like, nobody, nobody is smart enough to run a program like that. And like, I guess unless it was, like, robots for thousands of years. And even then, like, do you trust robots to choose? What they think well, the, the best like traits that's are. That's what mother's doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the question, the other question I have is like, do you think the robot would do a worse job than we're already currently doing? Like, what's the worst thing robots could do? Wipe us out and slave us? Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind like of a, that's kind of a wiping false ourselves dichotomy, out, though, because so. the robots can do. It's kind of a false dichotomy because the robots could do anything in between the two extremes of total human control and total robot control. So, it's mm-hmm. you know, there's there's shades of gray to the torture of the future. Right. Mm-hmm. I just mean like uh-huh. if you think of if you think of the worst mm-hmm. possible robot scenario, which would be what they wipe us all out. No, I'd say the worst possible future. No, I have no don't... mouth and I must scream. Is that? <laughs> is that? That's the worst possible scenario. <laughs> the robots just remove your limbs, mouth, eyes, and ears, and you're yeah, just... you're just you're just okay. an amorphic blob that's just like. <clears throat> okay. All right. Like the but book you're jo- harmless. You can't kill yourself. Like the book Johnny got his gun. Actually, you know what? The robots can't kill us, but they can turn us all into torsos, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know what? I take it back. There might be a worse robot future than what we're currently <laughs> what we're currently doing ourselves. You know what? I've I would changed- argue. <laughs> I, I would argue that. I, I would argue that the rogue servitor is probably the worst possible future because then you know we're totally at the whims of the robots that keep us all alive, and you know we have no idea what's going on outside of it. But do we really care? Are we? The uh, yeah. the the Eloy living on the surface, right? And they're the they're the know, fucking uh, Morlocks, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're not necessarily the Morlocks. They're just they're they're Skynet. But well, the other the other problem mostly alone, except for you know replicators and transporters, and we just the, feed, clothe, and poop ourselves, and the we're other, totally cool with it. The like, other problem I've always had with um, super smart AI cinema is there's never been super smart AI cinema where the robots look around and go, "Fuck you guys and this place," and just leave. Hmm. No, there go, has been. Has there? That's oh. Battlestar Galactica. That's the, oh. the remake of Battlestar Galactica. Okay. That's the conclusion of the first Cylon War is they go, fuck this shit. We're taking our toys and ourselves and we're leaving. Yeah, because that would Spoilers. be the, Sorry. If you were, <laughs> because robots are going to have different needs. Why, so why fuck around on this planet? Go somewhere else that's super great and resources for robots, but is super hostile to humans, right? Fucking yeah. build a society inside the sun, you know, like fuck humans, right? They're like, why would you even fuck with them at that, at that point? I mean, you could. It's it's kind of like the whole uh, alien invasion scenario. What does Earth have that every other planet in the system, and for that matter, the rest of this galaxy, not have? Like, we could be a nature preserve in the middle of a strip mine. We don't know. Like, I feel Mars, like 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 aliens could come to our solar system, completely invade and take over Mars. Right now, we couldn't say anything about it. Yeah, um, we couldn't. We could. We could possibly say hello. But like, right. if they just wanted Mars, they could take it. There's nothing we could do about well, it. I, was say, I feel like with, we with the way we're like, living in a weird, the darkest timeline, but I feel like we're living in like the darkest timeline, but with a dumb twist, aliens mm. are going to show up. The dumbest timeline. The dumbest timeline. Aliens yeah. are going to show up. And you know what? The rarest thing will turn out to be in the whole fucking like universe would be human mm. genitalia. It'll be something <laughs> weird and stupid like that. So the aliens are just going to show up and steal our fucking jiggly parts that, and then that is like, oh, no. actually an episode. That's an episode of Futurama. Oh, is yeah. it they, with the human with, with the Omicron the... Per, with the Oma with the Omicron Persei eights, uh, uh, human horn is what they call it. But oh, it's your nose yeah, yeah, yeah. and genitals. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. the human horn. Yeah, or, or, but, or something. My went to the beast with a billion backs. So I'm like, but it wasn't taking them. It's like, oh, the other thing. Or even yeah, worse, right. something more benign but weird, like human nostrils, right? So we all yeah. we're all walking around looking like Voldemort because aliens came down and fucking took our noses. And that would be perfect for the, the world we're living in where Trump is president and no one has noses anymore because of aliens, alien mm -hmm. poachers. They just hunt us down and steal our fucking noses. How yeah. will we do cocaine? I mean, you could oh, no, that'd be tragic for Eric. I mean, you could, Don just, Jr. you could just face down, I would assume. Right. Just with your nose holes. Right. Could you just lay your face like on the table and then I'm, I'm sure cokeheads would figure it out. All right. Speaking of cokeheads, we're um, getting close to being out of time. Do we want to do the Dear Wesley super quick, or um, yes? Did I have a dear? Did I have? A, oh yes, the dear, something about the. I have a dear. A dear. This is a dear Wesley, but this is ask a Wesley manager or ask a Wesley -ger. Um <clears throat> Okay. So dear, dear <coughs> Wesley. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm working two full time jobs, two full time remote jobs. Is that unethical? Um, a former job was very similar to my new one. Both jobs have similar seconds. titles. At my old job, I, I did an outstanding job, great performance. So basically, uh, a big part of this job was a strategy to just get by. I applied for both at the same time, and I actually got both. Um, so uh, I, I basically, I want to know... Um, Am I, is basically is working both jobs inherently unethical. I feel like the worst thing I'm doing is taking away the job from someone else, but there's not exactly a job shortage right now. And they go on to say that the jobs are in no way competitors. They don't use any of the same suppliers or anything like that. So both jobs are completely separate um, company uh, entities. Um, so basically they're working two full-time remote jobs without telling each job they're working the other job. Is that unethical? I was hoping there'd no. be a conflict here that I could it's like, there's no conflict, right? Like yeah. in, in a good story, you have to apply pressure to the characters to truly see what kind of people they are. And in this story, there's no pressure being put upon her. It's not like one boss is saying you must quit this or your other job or you can't, you know, this job doesn't require moonlighting. So well, you have to like sneak around and it has to be like hurting their family because they're gone all the time. Or it's something, right? A conflict. Right. Well, I'm looking for a conflict. Home, I don't so see one. Yeah. Well, it's they're not even Michael J. Home. Fox, the secret of my success where he works in the mailroom and he's a, you know, he's an exec like, Oh, I'm two guys in the same company. It's like, no, he's just sitting right, at home. Do, he's sitting at home doing this. Like all day. Yeah. That's it. No, okay. I, don't, I don't think it's, I don't understand. I don't see a problem. 
I, I, I don't think it's unethical from like an external standpoint, but it could be unhealthy. Like if it's taking up it's, too much of your time, like, you know, we, we humans need downtime, live, uh, yeah. work to live, don't live to work. But like, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're legitimately having to work to live right now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having two jobs. They're both, I mean, even they're, well, they're both jobs that you sorry. go to. So long as you're not like at your physical job while also on their computers doing your remote work right. for a second job, then yeah, there's no the, problem with it. The, the positions are both director level and they're both bringing in about 200 K a year. Mm. Yeah, that's that's, oh, that's breaching into that's breaching into unethical territory. Because <laughs> like, there's definitely like if this was if this was common customer service or like tech support type stuff where you're like working for two different companies that handle tech support for like eighty different companies, then yeah, that's okay. But like you're taking you, you, any the fuck middle management, fuck this person. Basically, they're unethical <laughs> because they're middle management. Yeah, yeah um, no, I always say though, man, like get like get your money, man, get as much as you can get. Like if if you can like fucking like balance five different jobs and get them all to pay you fuck them you know what i mean like get what you can get but the way they describe this being demanding and being director level i don't think they'll be able to do it for very long because like um it's like what if you have two client emergencies at the same time you know yeah like what do you what what do you well, do their director just get an employee to handle it that's oh, a point of true. that you know what you have you you brought up the point bobby it actually again, doesn't matter again, as middle manager your your job's useless anyway yeah, your your middle management kill yourself. I, Don't actually kill yourself. <laughs> we here at those muckrakers want to make a disclaimer. We're not actually saying that if you're middle management, you should go out and commit suicide. But we're also not saying that we'd be sad if it happens. <coughs> actually, I'm going to change my stance on this. Uh, it is unethical, and you must pay us a penance. Uh, I would say one of your paychecks should suffice. I wish we just, could just um, send it to to Wesley, and he can split it up amongst the three of us. I, I just wish we be, we could become the indulgences of podcast, where people are like, "Is this wrong?" And we're like, "Well, it yes, is, give us but, money." But if you send Wesley five gold bars and do a hail mary, uh, you'll be right in the eyes of God. I can't wait till someone does send Wesley like a million dollars, and he loses it all because his dad finds it and buys a million dollars worth of lottery tickets. But it's oh, also, God damn it, it happened again. It's also weird that you would basically be making $400,000 a year and you're like, is that is it unethical that I work two jobs? Like, It's unethical that someone can make... Well, I don't think it's unethical to make 400 k a year. I think it's unethical to make like Bobby Kotex money, right? I think it's unethical to be a billionaire, but that's a whole other topic. Um, but they're like, I'm taking the job from someone else. I'm just like, I mean, I guess you uh -huh. could look at it that way, but I mean, theoretically... I mean, right now, the current job I'm having, I'm taking it from someone else, right? Like, mm -hmm. should I quit so that someone else could take my job? I think they mean more like, you know, they can live on just one of their jobs, so they could pass that other one off to someone sure. else. But like they said, there's also not really a job shortage right now. But also, this company was stupid enough to hire you. So who's, you know, like, I have no, I don't feel bad for companies at all where people moonlight and do other stuff. Like, I have no... Um, absolutely. I just, I really yeah. don't see a problem. Like you're never going to see me cry for corporate entities. All right, guys. Um, that's pretty much our time. Is there anything we want to plug? Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a really cool YouTube channel called Oh, the urbanity. I'll, uh, I'll give that to, uh, Wilda to share. Um, yeah. pretty cool. They, uh, yeah, they live in, uh, they, they, they live in, um, Montreal. I want to say, and uh, they're talking about uh, different uses and how a lot of uh, city planning has gone into like, you know, cars above everything else and how Montreal has pushed back against that. And their latest video, uh, which is on the Le Plateau, which is a neighborhood in Montreal that is um, got the most bike infrastructure of any city in Canada and people from outside of Le Plateau uh, hate it because they're being held up as a model for we should have this across the entire city. In fact, even the suburbs, the independent suburbs should have it as well. They're holding it up as, well, where will the cars go if we're giving all this space to bikes? <laughs> up your and ass. It turns out, and as it turns out, bicycles represent about 2.5% of the infrastructure per square meter in uh, Le Plateau, this neighborhood in Montreal and um, other neighborhoods that have, you know, less of it, but it's like Le Plateau is held up as this model of like how, you know, cycling can be introduced as a true alternative to driving, especially for shorter trips and shorter commutes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's most of the infrastructure space that we spend on cars, especially in an urban setting is parking. 
And that's one of the biggest downsides to private vehicles is, yes, they are useful for crossing long distances and they do provide a lot of freedom in movement. However, 99% of the time they're being used to commute from home to work. And whenever they're at home, they sit for eight hours in storage. Then whenever they are at work, they sit for eight to 10 hours in storage. So, you know, as whereas a bicycle takes up one tenth of the space of a car, you know, it's it's you're devoting a lot of urban infrastructure to simply car storage. And, right. you know, it's not, you know, it, well, I mean, Pete, you live in New York. It's the most walkable city in the world, according to uh, some metrics, but like uh, at least in North America. It is. Well, the, here's, um, the, here's the problem with New York. It's it, when they talk about New York and they talk about walkability and bikeability. Honestly, a lot of what they're referring to is Manhattan. Once you mm-hmm. get once you get out to like Brooklyn, but you that's get, also that's also where the bulk of the population lives. So but like, well, I think Queens, I think Queens or uh, check me on this, but I think Queens or Brooklyn is the most populous borough um, and Queens and Brooklyn also have um, the shittiest uh, public transit. Um, like in Manhattan, if it's not walkable, you can jump on a train, bus, bing, bang, boom, right? Brooklyn has issues just with like um, if you train lines going up and across, like if you want to get across Brooklyn, you go fuck yourself. Like, um, how do you spell borough? Uh, B O R O. Yeah. No, not that's Statesboro. No, it's well, anyway. B O R O U G H. My point is, people moved out to like Brooklyn and Queens to move into the burbs. It's urbanized now, but the infrastructure hasn't. Okay. Kept yeah. Up. Queens, Queens is the largest at 2.3 million. Manhattan has 1.6. The Bronx is 1.4. Brooklyn is, no, actually Brooklyn is the largest at 2.6. Yeah. And so Staten Island, oh, little Staten Island, (laughs) 500,000. So Brooklyn being one of, being, being the most populous borough, having the greatest need for public transit actually has the worst public transit. I would, I don't know. I haven't taken a lot up in the Bronx or, or Queens specifically, but once you get outside Manhattan, there's still public transit, but like, um, you really got to look at the map and especially if you want to go cross um, cross borough, like if that one, if the G train is down, fucking good well, luck, anyway, bitch. I'll, I'll give that link to, to Wilda. He can put it in the, yeah, it's Oh, the urbanity. Again, I'm a huge, I have no background in city planning. I'm just a really big nerd about it. Um, it's a really good channel and they're, they're kind of preachy, but at the same time, they, they justify their preachiness. I mean, honestly, would you be worse than some of the current city planners, Bobby? Like, honestly, like, Yes, because oh. I used to have a thing for monorails, so clearly my <laughs> my, my judgment is compromised. <laughs> this city's gone broke building Bobby's monorail. God yeah, damn it! Yeah. Well, I'll give it. I'll give it. So, so there's there's a thing. Sorry, Mom, in, the crowd has spoken. Monorail. There's monorail. a thing. In, there's a thing in city planning and transit planning called gadget bonds. So bond just means road in German, and it's because uh, a lot of these gadget bonds are German. Uh, especially monorails the modern concept of a monorail was created in um in germany episode oh right and uh well no it was actually the alweg corporation in germany which supported the nazi party but that's neither here nor there uh well they they have they have the same beliefs just like the uh healthcare thing earlier Yes, one master race, one master rail. Um, <laughs> master we rail. are the master rail. When Bobby yeah. has a monorail and he calls it the master rail, and then no, he realizes his company I'll, has Nazi ties. I, I have since, oh, no. I have since, you know, mea culpa, my child. I have sinned. Uh, it's, it's. I now understand that monorails are impractical from a um, from 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 a couple different points. But I will give monorails this: they do have a very a dedicated fan base of incredibly enthusiastic people who want to see more monorails built. And number two, monorails might be gadget bond, but they're the most successful gadget bond. So I got to give them that. It's, it's you know, take, take credit where credit is due. There are more uh, straddle beam type monorails in the world than any other type of like, I came up with this new way to convey people across. Like there was actually talk at one point of converting some London underground lines to moving sidewalks. No, not kidding. That's horrible. Not kidding. That's awful. There was talk, hmm. And there would be three different speeds, three different platforms. And you had to step up onto these platforms while they're moving. Sounds and the so dangerous. Track the inside track would be the slowest. The middle track would be, you know, middling, no. and then the, the top no. track would be the fastest one. <laughs> we got to no. toss grandma to the middle track. <laughs> People and can't even drive one. on the interstate yeah. where the left is the fast lane and the, the right one. is the slow lane. What, 
what you would what what you would end up doing if you're making like a cross town trip is you would get on at your station on the slowest track and while it goes into the tunnel hop onto the middle track and then once a seat went by on the fastest track you would jump up onto that one and and sit down and then whenever you were approaching someone's gonna trip and get ripped to pieces yeah. exactly yes exactly these and are like um, have you seen the eternal elevators yet no oh. so what it is instead of a single car going up going down right it's a continuous loop so it's like here it oh, comes yeah get I on know the exactly elevator. What you're they're not called so, continuous elevators they're called something else but i've seen them and it's gonna, like it's i that's i so it's cool but it's so bad <laughs> yeah can you imagine like here they, comes the elevator they real? Ah! Yeah, yes. they're real they're real i'll, I'll send you a link to them it's not called <laughs> continuous elevators but basically just imagine if uh an elevator car showed up once every five five seconds and uh they never stopped moving and there were no doors you know how often my dog like tries to jump off my elevator with the door can you imagine i'm just holding a leash how many dogs i lose anyway exactly. we'll, we'll plug more any while do you got anything to plug uh yeah so dust belt three the wolf and the ghost it's uh about a guy that goes on a one night stand with a girl and tries to ghost her at the end of it but she's a werewolf so now she's hunting them all across the city it's oh, did a it finally uh, get edited Ah, uh, no. So but Peter's working on it. Hey, the good thing is I actually found it. I found the book, so I now have it so I can read it. Nice. It's on the shelf behind him somewhere. Yeah, back as, soon as, as soon as he discovers it again, right, it shall guys. be read and edited, and then it'll be published, and then you, our adoring you audience, can read work. it and buy you it, and it'll be worth work. money. Oh, yep. Come Later, on,